This morning I'm going to share with you a message on the function of prayer. Pastor Ron delivered a message last week, a very, very practical understanding of how to pray, how to develop a prayer life. And I want to show you the mechanics behind it, the functioning of what's going on in prayer. Now, I want you to, tell, I want you to understand something concerning prayer and the dynamics of its functioning in life from heaven to earth, the quantum physics, the realm of the spirit into the physical and all that. I don't understand any of that. But what I do know is that God wired it through faith, hope, and love to work. So you may not understand all the spiritual dimensions, the cosmic dimensions, and the physical dimensions of how this works and how the will of God from heaven comes manifest into earth and changes molecules and atoms and cells and then instantly heals or changes this or that. I don't, I don't know how all that happens, but what I do know is the hard wiring to make it happen is faith, hope, and love. That's the switches. That's, that's what makes it happen. So what I want to show you this morning is the function of prayer. And I love some of these quotes. Prayer is not about getting God to do what you want Him to do. It's about releasing His will on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Father God, on earth as it is in heaven. Release the will of God. And so what prayer is, is... is entering into the will of heaven and being the transmitter and the voice on earth to declare the will of heaven. And you can do that in many ways. All different languages are approved. Any, any words you could utter, all you need is just a mustard seed of faith to know that what's in me burning and what my desire is and what I need, I'm going to speak in agreement with faith, open love with God. And it's going to begin to function. And it will move into the different realms of the deep things, the surface things. It'll take years to transpire or it may be instantaneous. That's up to God, not you. So just be faithful and continue to transmit the will of God. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of his willingness, Martin Luther said. We so often quit on God in prayer because we didn't get what we wanted the way we put it. But the Bible says He does exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or even imagine. So He's at work in a realm and a dimension that goes much further than maybe the little request you made. And if you understood the dynamic of that little request that God is answering not only one prayer but ten prayers, maybe a thousand prayers, and generationally He's impacting by your one little prayer or one of these five-year-olds this morning that are downstairs asking for help. The will of God is being released. Whether it's a child, whether it's someone who has full cognition and intelligence or someone who just whispers and utters a groan unto God. God is not reluctant. In fact, Jesus said, you who being sinful know how to give something good to your child. If he asks for bread, you don't give him a stone or even a snake. How much more will your Father in heaven release unto you the power, the anointing, the person of the Holy Spirit? Amen? Amen. And so this is what's happening in prayer. It's beginning to release And it's the function of prayer. Miles Monroe said this, prayer is er earthly license for heavenly interference. 
You see, God gave authority and dominion on the earth to man. And so even fallen man has the ability to speak the will uh, into the earth. And they don't speak God's will, do they? They speak ideologies. They speak all sorts of different things into the earth. The only ones who can speak the will of God into the earth are God's people, His body. Christ is on the throne. He's the head of the church. And He's asking you to speak the will of God, not with reluctance as if He's not going to answer, but begin to transmit His will and declare His will in every situation. Pray in all things and don't cease praying. Amen? Flood this planet. Flood your home. Flood your street. Flood every thought you have. Begin to release the will of God and speak it. Oh God. We release this power and authority. Now, really about the best we can do is sin. Without Him, we can do nothing. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Romans uh, 3.23 says this, that all have sinned and what? Ah, good, you Bible studiers. All have sinned and what? Fallen short of the glory of God, of His nature, of His holiness. I thank God He remedied that by His blood and body that He gave to us to pay the price for us. But sin, the interesting concept concerning sin is the word in the Greek is hamartia. And hamartia is the word for sin and it literally means to miss the mark. As Romans said, to fall short of the target. And so I would... Really, I've come to realize that my best efforts miss the mark most of the time. Without the power and unction of the Holy Spirit, the intelligence and the wisdom and the discernment and the leading of the Lord. There are sometimes I pray missing the mark. So I need to begin to discern, Holy Spirit, come help me. Come aid in my prayer life. Some of you have quit praying. You've given up on prayer. And maybe it's just that you've missed the mark. But I have... I'm so happy I've got good news to tell you that we've got one who will aid us in this prayer life. Amen? And so what I want you to see is what Jesus, it says in in Hebrews 7 verse 25 concerning Jesus, therefore he, that's Jesus, is able to save to the uttermost or completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Now, that sounds like a salvation verse, doesn't it? Sure. I mean, he's able to save us completely to those who come through him to God because he ever lives to make intercession for us. It is a salvation verse, but it is not only a salvation verse. Everyone that came to God through Jesus Christ, John 6 tells us, shall be saved and is saved because Jesus has the ability to save us and sustain us. How many of you thank God for that? I thank God for the sustaining power. Amen? What kind of a high priest would lose his, his people? What kind of a shepherd would lose his own sheep? He ever lives to intercede for us. But this verse goes beyond just salvation. We tend to come to these issues on salvation and say, from there on, you're on your own. Do the best you can. But no, the intercession of Jesus, it says, therefore he's able to sozo. The word sozo not only means salvation, it means deliverance. It means heal. It means to make whole. It means to take from one condition all the way unto another condition. And so he is able to deliver us how much? 
completely. Through and through, as Paul says in Thessalonians, mind, soul, and body, and spirit, that we would prosper and he would save us through and through completely, utterly. So our, our sin-sick soul is going to be revitalized and restored and renewed and made new. Our bodies, our, our minds, everything about us is being delivered, being delivered. Right now, you are a package in the hands of Jesus being delivered unto the day of redemption. Amen? And he can deliver. He can complete that which he has begun. He's begun a good work in you and he's going to complete it. And so he is doing this right now to completely or utterly uh, bring this delivering, healing, wholeness into your being. Why? Because he always lives to intercede for us. And this is the interesting word because to intercede in the Greek means entuxis. Entuxis, the root word tuxis means, guess what, I love this. It means to hit the mark. Hamatia means to miss the mark, that's us. With his intercession, it means to hit the mark. With Christ's intercession, we hit the mark. We wonder when we pray if we have failed, if we've not been able to accomplish what we should. With his constant intercession, and he ever lives, eternally living, to do what? I mean, this is his ministry. This is what he functioned as, is an intercessor to hit the mark with you. He delights in this. He has a blast with this. He says, come here, let me show you how to do this. And like I said, from the five-year-old to the 90-year-old, he just gets in there and he helps you aim your prayers to hit the mark. You don't have to have eloquent King James language. You may know very little of Scripture to repeat, but you know its truths. You know what you need and you know what God wants. And so we try, we utter as best we can. And with the intercession of Jesus, do you think he's a good shot? Yeah, yeah, he can hit the mark every time. He knows what needs to be accomplished. Every prayer you uttered this morning with the intercession of Jesus, you'll hit the mark. Don't quit on prayer, please. Don't lose your grip. He is interceding. He's helping you. He's here with you. And his intercession hits the mark every time turn with me to ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter one verse three I want to show you something, how much God delights in this. How many of you delighted in activities with your children, um, playing with them and teaching and instructing them? I showed you this slide of Jesus helping this young woman shoot an arrow. And I mean, it's his delight to join in your prayers. I used to play this game with my kids where um, I would have them do a scribble 
And then from that scribble, I, I learned it from Melky the Clown or, or Bozoa. You remember this? Some of you remember this. All right. All right. Everybody 50 and older here. Okay. And I'd have them scribble. And then in that scribble, I would make a picture. And they'd go, ah, ah. You know, it was amazing. And that's Jesus. I mean, we scribble in prayer. We blurt out. We say, I need this or help me with this. And, and it's his joy to intercede, to get in there and to draw out of what we've put forth something grand and beautiful to hit the mark. I mean, Jesus can make arrows go boom on the mark. He can make it happen. You can utterly mess up, but with his intercession, he'll hit the mark. And he'll instruct and teach us along the way. I want you to see what is ours in him. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians is the book on the church. It is the book that declares what we're about, our majesty, our purpose, and our function as the people of God. And it starts in verse 3 and it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. All right, let's, that was a lot. You got anything to drink with that? I mean, I can't wash that down. That's a lot. So let's go over it again so you understand when you begin to pray, what happens? When you begin to pray, he says this, blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So your arsenal in prayer is not your vocabulary or even the best of your intellect and knowledge of the Word of God. Your arsenal and your uh, ability in prayer is to begin to release every spiritual blessing from heavenly places. You have all of heaven's blessings at your abil availability. Oh, no, I don't, Pastor, because you know what? Sometimes I fail and sometimes I sin. Listen, he dealt with that. He's got that covered. He hit the mark as far as your righteousness with his own. And he's covered you in it. So now he's giving you access. I mean, how many of you, if you had a job to do, if you had to go uh, out in a field to do something, and there the, the owner said, here's the key to the work shed, any tool you want, Right? And you say, no, I think I'll just use my hands. Oh, all right, if that's what you're going to do. I mean, there are times you've got to get into this book and begin to realize what's, at, what's available to you. Every, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We're heavenly places. We're talking about heaven, God's domain. And the spirit realm, because ministering spirits are sent and released to serve the saints. Amen? 
So as you're praying, not only is he releasing every spiritual benefit that was secured by the blood of Jesus, not your ability, Jesus paid for it. It's sitting there waiting for you to be used. Would you begin to pray and say, God, release a spiritual blessing? Right? That's what I'm saying. Begin to say, God, I need this. I need healing. Release it. I heal in Jesus' name. My nephew, my niece needs this or that. I'm releasing a spiritual blessing. God, would you release a spiritual blessing right now? While you're at it, send five angels. Ten will do well. Is that all right? Can we pray like that? Can we pray that? Or should we pray minimally? Because it would be so wrong of us to ask for all that God would have to give us. No! I think there's so many spiritual blessings he's going, how come nobody's using these? Somebody release these. I said, wait till you see me hit the mark with this one. Now, I'm sorry, I got stuck on the first one. Let's keep going. And it says, it goes on and it says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, we're chosen in him before the foundation of the world. So consider that. What it's saying is this, that God has chosen you, and the issues of predestination, Calvinism, Arminianism, we'll leave that outside of this. All I know is this. If he chose me from the foundation of the world, he chose the time I was going to live in and the location that I'm at, and now he wants me to do something right here, right now, that was planned before time even began. Some of you need to release spiritual blessings. You need to release the power of God. That's prayer. Just whisper a prayer. Somebody. And that prayer has the unction of eternity behind it. It has the power that was established before the foundation of all things created, waiting for you to release it now. God save my uncle. I've been waiting for that prayer before the foundations of time. Do you see how valuable you are for this moment and for that location and for the very workplace you're in? For the conversation you're going to have this afternoon. It boggles our minds to begin to comprehend that all of this workmanship that we've been created for in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has already ordained for us to do. When did he ordain us to do them? In the beginning of time. Come on, who doesn't want to get involved in that? I might wreck something. (laughs) Did you ever think like, "Ah, I might mess something up? No, 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 no. Not with his aim. Not with his intercession. Now that's, okay, let's keep going here. It just keeps getting better. And it says this. uh, He predestined us for adoption through Christ Jesus according to the purpose. Oh, oh, I went ahead. uh, That we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. So in love he predestined us for the adoption of sons. So he loves us so much that he's taken us on as his own dear children. And as I said to begin this with, we know how to give our children what they need or refrain from giving them what they want. And he does the same for us. You ever negotiate with your children? happens at every checkout counter in every store they put the candy and if you've noticed they put it all the way to the floor 
Every kid, every kid at every counter has five candy bars. Can I have, I love kids. This is how we have to be in prayer. Because I, I love this. How many of you know this? The, kid, the kid's there, the mom's like frazzled on her last nerve, right? She's like, I just got to get this. The fifth time I've put it from the cart to the car, to this. I just want to get out of here. And then little Sally or Jimmy says, can I have this? No, you can't have it. Can I have this? <laughs> No, you can't have any of this. I just bought all this stuff, this really good stuff, this healthy vegetables. You're not going to have a candy bar. And they put it back, right? Put it back. They put it back. And what's the kid inevitably do? Then can I have this? It's like... Then the mom's like just berserk. She just can't take it. But we need to be like that in prayer. Can I have this? Mm-mm, not now fine, I'm not going to pray anymore. How many of us give up on the good things of God, the spiritual blessings? Come on, if you say, can I have this, and you're not hearing it, then uh, Colossians 4 verse 2 says, be, pray and be watchful therein. So then pick something up else and say, can I, how about this? Can I have this? Can I have that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Because he, his love adopts us as his own children and he knows how to give what his children need. Amen? So ask him. It's a function of prayer to ask. Make your prayers and supplications known. That's what he says. He's asking you to ask. Somebody get involved with me. And so he goes on, and and we're not done yet. And he goes on and he says he's blessed us Oh, where are we? Six. To the praise of His glorious grace from which He has blessed us in the Beloved. So He's blessed us in the Beloved, that's Jesus, with glorious grace. He's blessed. He's given us His glorious favor. Grace is favor. You've got my favor. In this situation, in every situation, you've got my favor. You are blessed in the Beloved. In other words, you have the same favor that Jesus has with the Father. The same favor that Jesus, the Beloved, has with the Father, you're accepted in the Beloved. He has blessed you with the same blessings of that favor. So when Jesus asks of the Father, it's no different from you asking of the Father. And with Jesus interceding for us to hit the mark, it needs to be released. So pray, folks, pray. Get excited about prayer. In everything, pray. You pray for your parking spot when the, when the parking lot is so full. You have no problem praying for that. Oh God, could I have a, lo- a spot so close? Isn't God amazing? He gave me a parking spot. Are people dying of cancer, people who are struggling with backs, people who are in financial situation? I don't know if he's going to answer prayers like that. Ask him a million different ways. Get involved. Ask him. Amen? God's more than just a parking lot attendant. Come on. Next, seven. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, trespasses, according to the what? Riches of his grace. Sin is not an issue between what I'm asking for and so forth that's been covered by Jesus Christ. Now, sin breaks the relationship we have. We're studying 1 John on Wednesday nights. You should be here to learn how to bring everything into the light to deal with sin. Uh, uh, so it, it breaks fellowship, but he, he even intercedes on that 
and works with that. But God's blessings flow. You've been forgiven, trespass is forgiven, and you are now in the relationship of the beloved and you have favor with God. Let's go on. It goes even more. He lavished on us the riches of His grace. This is the third sentence with grace in it. Grace is favor. Uh, How many of you like the word lavished? Has anybody ever lavished anything on you? Lavished. That means just pour it out. Pour it out. The Spirit of God has lavished it, poured into our heart, shed abroad into us. Lavish. So God lavishes upon us the riches of His favor. If I read this about somebody else, that they would, they would lavish favor on you, they would forgive all your past debts, and that you would have a relationship of their favored son so that you have favored, and it was planned that you were going to come and have this appointment and this meeting from the beginning of time, and we've been waiting for you, and what is available to you is every spiritual blessing. Then why, as a church, are we so apathetic and ineffective? Because we're not functioning in prayer. And there's really nothing mystical and magical about it. Just start asking Him. Speaking the will of heaven into the earth. I'd move on, but we're not done yet. He says, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose. Now, his will is somewhat mysterious, but he says, I call you friends and not servants because the master tells his friends what he's going to do. And in your prayer life and in your asking, you begin to figure out the will of God so that the arrow hits the target. There'll be times when I'll ask my wife, do you want this or this? And she says that. How many of you went to the eye doctor? How many of the old ways they used to go to the eye doctor? Now, thank God, they have computers because it was too much stress for me at the eye doctor. Is it better like this or like this? I don't know. One makes everything go that way and the other one makes everything go that way. Is it better like this and like this? Mm. The first one. And you're afraid. If you get it wrong, you're going to get glasses that'll make your eyes go all crazy. I flunked my eye test. This is what they gave me. Can I do it again? Is it better like this or is it better like this? Sometimes we feel that way with the will of God. Should I ask for this or is it better like this? But his desire is for us to know his will and to purpose it. So work with it. And half the time, the struggle in prayer is shifting things in us, not him. We think he's like, oh, don't bother me. It's not him, it's us. He's shifting, he's moving, he's working. Try it again. Hold it like this. Do it like that. Yeah. Have you ever been trained in anything? That's what prayer's doing. He's training us. Now, here's the end of the verse. All of this, which he set forth in Christ as a what? A plan. There's a plan. All in the fullness of times to do what? To unite all things in him, things in heaven and on earth. 
And what does prayer do? Unite the things of heaven and earth. You're part of the plan. He lavished his love on you. He's giving you favor. He's made you a a son. You're in the beloved. Every spiritual blessing is available to you so that this plan could get accomplished. You're part of the plan. It's been a plan from the beginning of time. And if you would engage in bringing heaven to earth, we can move on with this plan. Woo! So start engaging in this plan. It could be as simple as, God, help my finger. It really hurts. That's fine. Learn how to pray about your finger and then pray for your toes. Then pray for your brother and your sister. Begin to learn. Get involved in this plan. It's all part of it and he's teaching us. And the best thing is this, that you have a territory he's given you. How many of you know 10 people? Anybody here know 10 people? Okay. I wasn't going to ask how many friends you have. How many of you have one friend? Okay, half of you do. There's a lot of people here to get to know. You could have another friend. All right, but I know you know 10 people, right? How many of you know 12 people? Right? Oh, that's far-fetched, isn't it? (laughs) We know a lot of people. We come in contact with a lot of people. That's your territory. From, from the foundations of the earth, God said, I need to map out a territory, and I'm going to assign Sheila to that territory in 2016. There's your assignment. How many of you have a territory? Okay? Even if you're homeless, you have a territory. You, you, you go to a spot. And you have a place where you circle around and you go to. You have people you visit and people you know. Everybody's got a territory. And in that territory, your prayers function for the plan and the will of God from the foundation of the earth for you to begin to speak in. That's awesome, isn't it? Now, that's that's from heaven's side. That's what's going on from heaven's side towards you. But what about in you? We've got the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we should pray for, but the Spirit intercedes, there's that word, hits the mark for us with groanings too deep for words. I, I, that makes sense. The Holy Spirit living in me? Oh! No wonder He's groaning all the time. He's got to deal with my intellect. <laughs> my rebellion, my issues. Oy vey. Not again. Oh. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing in me. Oh. But actually what he's doing with these groans, I've gone over this a million times with you. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, he, he, there's a triad of groanings. He says, as a woman in birth pangs, all of creation is groaning right? For the manifestation of the sons of God. So it's an illustration of birthing. Creation is waiting for the sons of God. Listen, the sands of time are not running out to the end. They're running to the birth of the kingdom of God. This thing, we're all worried, oh, it's all going to come to an end. It's all going to be over. No, it's just getting going. The kingdom's ready to be birthed. All of creation's like, this is going to be good. I can't wait for Jesus because I'm sick of these people running me over in cars. 
right? I mean, so it's coming. So it's the birth pangs. Then he goes on, in you, you're having this birthing pain of what you want. But the Holy Spirit is groaning to hit the mark. What does he want to hit the mark in? He's interceding in us for us to hit the mark. And he goes on and he says, he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Who searches our hearts? Jesus, he's interceding for us. He's searching in our hearts. He wants to have us hit the mark. And so when he's searching our hearts, he knows the mind of the Spirit that's in us. So if the mind of the Spirit's in us, groaning to birth the will of God, because the Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God. We've got it in stereo. We've got it from heaven where Jesus is helping us aim and all the spiritual benefits of heaven are ours and he's releasing them and we've got the Holy Spirit birthing in us oh, the will of God so that you would utter the will of God instead of your will in your prayers so that you hit the mark. That's how important prayer is. He assigned Jesus and the Holy Spirit to it. He didn't leave it up to us. If it was left up to us, we'd have a nation that would be falling apart. If it was left up to us, we'd have an election that would be the worst election ever in the history of the United States. If it was left up to us, our moral decay in the United States would be trashed. If it was left... Oh, wait a minute. The church has been doing it on their own. And we've been missing the mark. If there's any revival that's going to come, it's got to be a revival of realigning heaven and earth. And the only people that can do that is us. Jesus ever lives. This is the only thing he does now. He's God. Accomplished everything. He, He should be sitting back, having all the angels do everything and sitting and Just enjoying retirement since he already died and rose again. Jesus ever lives. Everything he's doing is involved in your prayer life, involved in you. And he's searching the Holy Spirit. Where are they at right now? What prayers are you birthing in them? What are they yearning for? What are they birthing? And the Holy Spirit's going, oh, oh. He's going, what? What is it? And he's trying to get us to respond and to speak. And the Son and the Spirit are moving and interceding. They're interceding for us. And there's a problem where there's someone who really needs help. And his Spirit is beginning to stir you because you heard. Or the Spirit puts on your mind someone in need. And you begin to go, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about them. Jesus, help them. Okay, but... You got any more? Come on, get engaged. Let's go, let's go. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit want to accomplish great and wonderful things. Amen? That's the function of prayer. It's going on right now in our midst. It's going on in the church and the people of God. It's exciting. It's awesome. How many of you want to participate in this? Come on. Come on. Amen. 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 Let me ask you a question as we close. In the last two months, who has received uh, divine healing? You've received a healing or someone in your family. Stand up if in the last two months, God has brought a healing to you. Cool. That's cool, isn't it? Because prayer. 
because of prayer. All right, have a seat. How about in the last two months, who has had an intervention from the Lord? God somehow intervened for you. He either gave you information or a, a, a job or an answer to prayer of some kind, some kind of an answer to prayer. In the last two months, Holy Spirit moved. All right, all right. So we, we've got prayer functioning. Amen? Now you may be seated. How many of you need something from God this morning? Stand up. Well, I guess we need some prayer. Would you agree? Would you agree? Now, what I'm going to do is this, very simply. Would you look around? Literally take a few minutes, look around. Look up in the balcony. Balcony people are wonderful people. Look up there. Look over in the corners all around. Now look and see if somebody catches your eye. One more glance around. Holy Spirit, catch my eye on someone. You don't have to know them. You don't have to know them at all. Holy Spirit, just catch my eye on someone. All right. Let's pray for them. All right? Now, I'm going to ask you to verbalize it. Not think it, but verbalize it. You can do it nice and soft. You can do it loud. I don't care. But it needs to become... What happens with verbalizing is it becomes reality. It becomes real in the earth realm as opposed to just a thought. And it has power, okay? So we're going to take one minute short prayer because with His aim and the Spirit's intercession, we'll hit the target. Amen? So let's take a minute right now and pray for someone you saw. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Father, you are good. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember, say it. Just whisper it out. Speak it out. Uh, And it it can simply be a blessing. Release blessing. Release favor on them. Release healing, deliverance. Jesus, would you take this prayer and would you, with your perfect aim, release it into the will, the targeted area it needs to be. Hallelujah. Come on, right now there are angels being released from heaven because you're praying. Right now, angels are being released. They're moving into the realms that you have been asking for. Right now in this room, there are angels that are moving into where the people you're praying for, they're standing behind them, they're touching them, they're, they're, they're uh, there over them, ministering. Right now, this is happening. The will of heaven right now is, is being brought forth. God is pleased with this because He planned this from the foundations of the earth and His favor is being released. Everything he accomplished at the cross, he's so pleased to be releasing right now in our midst. How many of you know that? He paid a high price for these blessings to be released right now. Amen and amen. Thank you, God. Let's begin to worship him. Thank him for what he's done. Amen. Amen. Come on.